bit, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm losing my boner. You what do you edit on? Final Cut? No. Premiere? Nope. Rush? Nope. Don't say iMovie, bro. No. No, way. no, 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 no. I I bought my program. <laughs> I, I don't know. Da Vinci? No, that's a good one though. I've heard I've heard good things about Da Vinci. But I edit with a program called uh Black it's not Black Magic. Fucking I'm thinking about Da Vinci. It's a Cyberlink power director. Oh, cool. I haven't heard of it. It's fucking the shit only because it has this plugin, bro. And it's where I can take each file of each camera that I have and it syncs them for me. And I plug in the audio to it as well. So it syncs the audio and it creates one timeline. And it gives me a preview window of the four split screens. And so once I hit record, it record like it starts recording a new file with like, like these being preview files you know what i'm yeah. saying and I, I do the jump cuts like live like if i was recording the podcast uh, live and then okay. i just like instead of doing it right here right now which i would be ideal i just take it home and i do it myself i just click oh Irvin started talking i click his thumbnail and i started talking i click his and if we're both uh, talking or whatever i jump to the wide and yeah that's, that's how i do it yeah i can do that in the, in the software too but the auto pod is cool cause i was gonna because you do fucking it's like an auto edit literally that's fucking insane it does it in like 30 seconds, like the entire podcast. That's my mom, like wait, tell about the underlay. Well, it takes me forever. It's just like the coloring and stuff. But yeah, we'll, I don't color crazy, it. bro. I, just make sure, I, I try to make sure that each camera looks decently, yeah. like, you know, with each other so that it's not like you jump to one camera and it's like, fuck, that's something different. I try to, a little bit, but oh, no, I don't fucking color great shit. Well, no, you know, let's say it really, honestly, but that's fucking here there. God damn, bro. We're fucking, we <laughs> 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 need another fucking intro. We're fucking getting deep into the weeds of this shit, bro. Are we rolling on everything, bro, Vibes? Let's fucking go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we are back at your mama's favorite podcast, baby. This time in the studio, we got someone who I have looked up to for a very long time, like camera-wise and fucking all that shit. We got my man Irvin in the building, baby. How are you feeling tonight, my dog Irvin? It's good to be here, man. Appreciate the right, invite, man. Big I, fan of the podcast, so excited to be here, bro. Hell yeah. Yourself, bro. <laughs> I know you don't drink, but I'm going to crack one of these. Yeah, cups. let's do it, man. Cheers. Shout out to the homie profiles, too. No, my miss. <laughs> Already started off. No, my miss. Damn. Hey, what a way to start off. Hell yeah. Hell there's yeah. no other. There's no better way. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's go. Way. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will, oh, that's another one. I'm asking you your favorite wrestler. I'm gonna write that one down. Oh yeah, I got you, man. Did you ever get into wrestling like that? Oh hell yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. My when I was growing up, my entire like block, we used to we were certain wrestlers and stuff. Bro. So yeah, we would hold championships. Fuck it, let's like fucking do it right yeah. now. Who who's your favorite wrestler of all time? For sure, Jeff Hardy. It's Jeff even, Hardy. Yeah, it's not even close. Like I always talk about, like <laughs> I, I I hate ladders. I hate getting on a ladder. It's like one of my biggest fears in life. It's just literally stepping on a ladder. Uh, but whenever you are in a ladder, it's hard not to think about like how this fool just fucking fly out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Fucking crazy Jeff ass. Hardy and his brother Matt Hardy, they were fucking badass. Just crazy, dude. bro. Crazy. Jeff guy, Hardy literally. had hard music, bro. When he came in, that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the rock star music. Bro, yeah, it gets you pumped, bro. And right now, there's like a TikTok going around where people are like on ladders, and it's like that intrusive thought. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I felt, I felt like that my entire life. Bro, I seen the TikTok recently of this dude where he's like, when you go to the bathroom at some bar or something, and they don't have, so you know, when you wash your hands, they don't have paper towels to dry your hands. And he's got to do the Jeff Hardy just fucking dry your hands. <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah. guy walks out of the bathroom and fucking Jeff Hardy just looks at him like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> like the real Jeff Hardy, bro. If I find it, I'll have to fucking send it to you, bro. Jeff Hardy, that's a fucking gangster. Hell actually. yeah. He, doesn't, he don't resonate more, huh? No. I don't think so. I don't bro. think he, his he, body could hold yeah, up, dude. That guy was crazy. He had to have taken a fucking beating. Fucking How about yeah. yours, homie? My favorite wrestler of all time? Yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that's a good okay. option. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, bro, after he died, I kind of just stopped wrestling. That's crazy. Stopped but watching. Yeah, him. I remember, like, not that day, but I remember, I remember like that, day. like the week or whatever. Just everybody was in like shock because he was on SmackDown, so it happened on a Friday. But that Monday, everybody was like, "Damn, you remember, damn. bro, bro." Yeah. It was a, it was an, I was in middle school. I think I was in, I was in sixth or seventh grade, bro. But I remember I was like upset at school, like my friend, because they knew that that was my fucking favorite wrestler. Like my homies would be like. Hey, you good, Mondo? <laughs> it's just crazy, oh yeah. How it all happened. It was like that Rey Mysterio area, era too. So you were like, they're so gonna take over the world, you know? And I, the day that the day that they had the the SmackDown, the day like the first SmackDown since Eddie Guerrero died, and everybody comes out, everybody's crying, and then Chris Benoit's out there with the I'm your puppet T-shirt, just crying. I was like, bro, don't do this right now, <laughs> bro. It was shortly after that that Chris Benoit 
did what Chris yeah, Benoit did, bro. That that was wild that's, too. That just happened in Vancouver like a couple of days ago. It was like a five five yeah I person murder suicide. Murder in suicide, bro. That's why I think I woke up to the, the KP TV. It was like the yeah, first thing yeah, it was, there. I was like, what? I think it was yesterday. Actually, it was today or yesterday. Something that something like that happened. But anyway, I don't want to fucking. I don't want to fucking. <laughs> we're fucking five minutes in talking about murder. <laughs> <laughs> happens, man. Bro, the streets are wild. The streets do be wild out here, bro. Irvin, bro, you're one of the fucking kings of the camera, bro. I gotta fucking tell you right now that everything that you've produced, like and uploaded, there's nothing that you uploaded that I haven't fucking absolutely loved, bro. So, first Thank of all, man. flowers to you because that's fucking awesome, dude. Appreciate and I, it, I, I don't know if you remember or not, dude, but I remember asking you, fucking, bro, I just got this camera. Could you? Give me some tips about how to use it. You're probably just looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? But I used to do this YouTube channel back in the day. I still do it, bro, but. Your fishing one? My fishing one, bro. Yeah. And I try to make them like cinematic little fucking, it's stupid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I'll be like, bro, the, I would tell my homie too, like, dude, I got this, I know this dude named Irvin, Irvin bro, and he's fucking badass with the cameras. I'm going to ask him for some tips. I don't, do you remember me asking you about that long ass fucking time? I mean, I may not necessarily like remember the exact moment, but I do remember, uh, yeah, I do. Actually, I do remember you asking me for the settings. Yeah, you, I, I was asking you for settings. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like I know it's a, it's a workhorse of a camera, and I can produce something pretty decent out of it. I'm just a fucking idiot when it comes to everything, like the fucking inside, the guts of the camera. Like you, you can't just buy a camera, turn it on, and think you're gonna produce a movie. Like there's a so much the lens, the fucking everything else, the light matters. Yeah. Everything, everything matters, and people don't think about it, but. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, I, I get a message like that probably, like, once a week, honestly, from somebody. See. But let's just say, like, out of every, like, 10 people who message me asking that kind of question or asking what kind of camera, this and that, see. there's maybe, like, one or two that actually, like, end up doing All something, similar. like, and then following that advice or, like, going through with it, right? So that's why, I like, and all the guys who have, have grown, and I've seen their skills develop. That's you, fucking awesome. I was talking to you about Ian, another guy who... Uh, I got a chance to mentor like some of the guys, Oscar, uh, all these guys that are coming up shout right out now. Ian, shout <laughs> out Oscar. <laughs> yeah, all these guys that are coming up right now in the videographer space. Uh, at some point, you know, they they struck a conversation with me, and I think what's cool is again seeing them actually follow through with it and seeing what produce. I mean, you went from a basic camera now to the three camera setup and knowing how to use it, and at least knowing the language and how yes. things work a little bit more. From now, if somebody were to ask you. You're able to give the same advice that I gave you back in the day, that right? That's true. Not not that great, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm still very green in the field, bro. But I, I do I do know what you mean, and I also do appreciate your help from back in the day. Dude, no, because, yeah, absolutely. Because from that and watching a six million YouTube videos <laughs> and profiles behind the scenes, fucking doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think what a lot of people also don't do is like they don't. You're, everything is you need to practice you need to See, do the actual work like get out there into the field again bro. like so many people want that advice but they don't they don't really do anything when it comes to this kind of work because it is there's not that many rules there's certain rules you got to know and follow so that See, things right. look the way that you want them to but it's not that much where you're actually like thinking so much like on the spot i mean initially yeah because it's a lot of information but Same once more. you get the practice in then it just flows naturally to you and you're able to focus in on getting the shot versus like how the fuck do I work a camera? Like, Here's a question that I have for you. When yeah. you're about to when you're about to film something, do you pre imagine it? How like how you want it to come out? It yeah, I guess for the like for like eighty percent of the work that is like literally pre planned out production wise, mm -hmm. like you have to make sure that you have a shot list and oh, okay. uh, everything that you're going to follow okay. for both your own like sanity and on shoot day and a lot of the times the company or the brand that you're working with will ask for like the idea so they have like an a, idea like a, like a blueprint yeah of what's gonna, what, go, down what's gonna go down and potentially also that affects like excuse me if they needed to like shut down a certain area of the store or the restaurant or whatever it is that you're shooting that time oh, like it's important shit. it's important for you See, to know that so. that's how green i am you, yeah. you, I'm, do you picture a shot bro you picture the whole damn fucking what's gonna happen yeah so <laughs> like my my job is to think of it even from like a delivery standpoint as to like who's this commercial this video for and who's, who's the ideal client or who are we trying to actually like See. make 
someone feel this, that specific person, or make someone right. buy this, or make someone do whatever. Like that's what my job entitles, like, and then the video part just kind of follows through. Like naturally. the target consumers, like who Correct. is this for, and who, what feelings should we put towards this, and all this. Dude, that's fucking. It's like duh. Once they say it out out loud, it's <laughs> like of course, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, legal. you can't worry about that part though if you don't get the basics down. Like again, like being able to like focus in and get the shots that you want and all that stuff too. Like this, this has all come obviously throughout the years of practice and see. And again, having that information down and being able to ready to go, and then when it comes time, when you do get your shot, mm-hmm. whether it's big or small, or as small or as big as it may be, you're ready for it. You know, you have yeah, the technical so skills. Because awesome. right now, I'm still on the stage where I grab a camera and I'll put it to the settings I think are cute. You know what I'm saying? For like the lighting yeah. or wherever that we're in. Right. And but knowing start, that is a lot already. That's yeah, it, it does, and that's a lot. That is a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, progress that I've made from when I first started out. Because that is, that is true. But I'm still at the stage where I don't know I don't I don't plan out a shoot yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't have like a like a script quote quote to go by. I just kinda start pointing at shit and then I'm like, I bet you if I come back here and get it from this angle that's kinda how I'm that's where I'm at right now. And it's like but it all, I mean that's also not my job, you know what I'm saying? I just kinda fuck around with it here and there with the cameras when I can. Like that one vi- uh video shoot that we did over there with Manny and stuff, I was just kinda like pointing and shooting and shit. I'm like, Oh, that looks kinda cool. Yeah, and that's how, <clears throat> that's how it actually starts. We're like, you should be doing that. And then, again, challenge yourself to do something scripted so that you can see how that is, too. But Profiles were going to script <laughs> some shit, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have to be anything, like, too wild or crazy, bro. But it's just to get that practice in because then you can set up your shots. And, again, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel, bro. Like, you can watch somebody's video and just recreate it in mm-hmm. your own settings and everything too so that you can you can do it but again it's actually going out and doing it to get the practice in but it's just doing it getting the miles yeah. in getting your reps in but it's more like if that's even something you want to do if it's is if your stuff is more see and this is where again as you the more you get into this industry and i think even the more it actually develops because this is an entirely new accessible field see, for people it's always more. been around like Video making, filmmaking has always been around. But it's never been on a consumer level, though. Yeah, and this is why you're seeing a lot of it. But now they're getting more specific w- w- with what content is. And I think there's a lot of difference between, like, captured content and product, like produced content, yeah. right? production and, value content. And I think a lot of people are trying to find a balance between both when they're really, like, two completely separate categories, Same right? One. Same so, one. like, if you're a captured content type of person, which is – Anybody who's doing blogs, anybody who's doing any sort of like business stuff, see, um, that's more captured content. You just want to see what what you're doing, what you're making, stuff like that, versus like production content, which is again commercials, uh, even like podcasts, things like this. Like this is this takes time and planning and stuff. The other see. part doesn't. Like you can show up and you can shoot, show up and shoot, and kind of hope for the best and get see what you get, and that is the content. Yeah, yeah. and again, the more practices that you get, whether it's filming events corporate stuff like the more you're going to train your eye and you can push it too um but yeah it's that's important f- to like yeah, that's awesome yeah you <laughs> have to you have to know that because what's important too is as you start developing in this field is you're you're going to get a chance to work yeah you're, you're going to use your stuff obviously for the most part but there's mm-hmm. going to be times where you go on bigger productions and you get handed a camera or a certain piece of equipment and if you don't know the fundamentals of filmmaking or mm-hmm. like anything like- you're you're gonna be absolutely screwed. One thing for sure is being able to pick up any camera, and while the menu system and the settings are different, the mm-hmm. rules and the principles behind filmmaking are the same. So See. if you don't know those, See. you can't really get anything that you want and make things look the way that you want. So that's why I always tell people before upgrading a camera, before spending a lot of money, Whatever camera you have, learn how to use it. Learn the principles. Get the best out of it. Before Get the best you... out of it, and then start making small upgrades to See. the lens first. Camera Bro, second. lenses are yeah. so fucking expensive, dude. Sometimes there's not even sometimes there is. You'll buy a two thousand dollar camera. And you'll buy a $2,500 lens, bro. Like, <laughs> the, yeah. your lens costs more than your camera does sometimes, bro. It's insane. But it's also, like how you're saying, that's the fucking getting the best out of the camera that you have is fucking buying what it needs and figuring it out the fucking the settings and everything that aperture f stops bro all yeah that and then cameras are only getting better and better and offering more and more for less and less don't get me wrong it's still yeah expensive to get yes. a good 
quality camera. And I'm not going to be that guy right now to be like, oh, yeah, you can do everything with the phone. Like, right. You can, but you can't. Yeah, you Obviously, can, but it's limited to certain The things. sensor and everything, as much as See. great as it gets, it's not a camera sensor, you know? So, and again, the the phone does a lot of the work for you, in a sense, because if you just hit raw on the phone and boom, and you hit record, you, you're not practicing the shutter speed, You're not pra- unless you right. have an app specific for that, and even then, like, how many people are actually doing that, right? So I, I do have a buddy who, who he does camera stuff. Shout out my boy, Troy. He does uh, YouTube videos and stuff, too. And yeah. I remember when the fucking the 13 came out, he had the app for it as well. So you could control your fucking shutter speed and the fucking yeah. on the iPhone. I was like, he was telling me about it. I'm like, dude, get this app. He, he told me it cost like 15 bucks or something. He told me what it was called. Like, like Filmic Pro? Filmic Pro. That's what the yeah. fuck it was. Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. I used to. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, like, you can use it. And you should if you're trying to get the most out of your out iPhone. Of your, out of your phone. Yeah. So he would he would do a lot of stuff, too. And he has he has a... Sony camera too. I forget what it is. It's the R, the RX. It's kind of an older one, kind of like a thicker. Camera. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It has like the big ass lens. It has and a big yeah. ass fucking lens, bro. Yeah. And he fucking he'd be like, dude, you're looking sexy, my nun. His fucking lens go, and I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> but dude, that guy, he got the best out of his camera. Studied it hardcore day and night, and watched all the videos and learned all the fucking settings. Dude, he does uh, like not commercials, but he does product, product like little cam like commercials and advertisements for fishing baits bait companies and stuff like that so he does that shit now dude it's crazy how much niches there are and that's why there's a lot of space yeah and i share as much information as i do because there's little niches in between everything bro like there's fishing companies that would pay you a lot of money if you did some got good at what you did yeah got really good at what you whatever it is like i've done commercials for uh this is a girl who does crochets Knitting, like scarves, and she's, she's like, like that. And I and need a video. <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, she needed a series of videos because uh, Joanne, the fabrics, the Joanne fabrics, oh shit, <laughs> literally <laughs> launched an entire line of her fabrics. Uh, of the girl, right, of the girl that makes crochets. So she literally got to like pick out colors and make her own fabrics, oh, and then it sold that Joanne. And they needed a series of commercials to do that. So we shot that for her. And uh, she's, I mean, she's an influencer. She's, wrote a, she's written a book now and all that stuff, too. So it's it's crazy. Like, it, it really is. Like, there's niches for e- For everything. You could be like, I make uh, whiteboards, and I'm trying to sell them to Amazon. Dude, legitimately. <laughs> He's like, bro, we can make a fucking, make a fucking little commercial. As long as you're shit. like, yeah, again, and, and as long as you're the guy, companies will be willing to pay the guy because it feels so large but See. i think if there's one thing that i've learned in my career and in my entire like life experience is just it, everything that you want is way more obtainable than you actually think mm-hmm. if you just put in the work and time and everything too Same so. month, especially nowadays dude it's like the way technology is coming out you're connected you're you're one dm from potentially changing your entire life like that, one dm one message one post one that that's true. never been able to happen before in your entire life. one video away right. from changing your entire life <laughs> like i know it seems so far as fetched but so, think about how many people have made even whether it's a bad viral vi- video or moment or whatever that's made them famous like mm-hmm. the cash me outside how about that yeah <laughs> like that girl or um the one recently that one the one that got kicked off the plane uh, that no, motherfucker's that, not real. That motherfucker yeah, right like there. That, like now she's like a right whole now. like a whole celebrity and stuff, right? So people capitalize on those moments. So I think mm-hmm. it's like a modern It's like a modern I mean, day lottery almost. Uh, legitimately. Really think about it. But you have con- you have way more control over it. You can See. you can put in the action behind it too. So put in the action, try to do what you can with the algorithms and all that shit. It is fucking it it's is an entire crazy. thing that you gotta figure out. So yeah, I mean like within the video space that's one thing, but then what I didn't know when I got into this is that the distribution matters a lot. And obviously, like, just think about movies, you know, like, how many movies have you seen that have flopped? Or or how many movies recently have you seen that, what the fuck, this movie's out in, in theaters? Because they did no, like, no marketing, no promotion or anything. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with, like, your own content. Like, if See? you if you put it out and you do no promotion or anything, no matter how great your video is, if, it, if like- you don't get it in front of the right eyeballs or as many eyeballs as possible to See. narrow down to the right eyeballs. Like right. it's not going to be successful. And then you're going to be questioning everything about, that, and that's one thing that's hard yeah. for me to do too. I'm over here. Just hashtag the go to podcast and I hope it blows up. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's done work 
See, like you, all type you of know. work, and I haven't posted like ninety nine percent of the stuff that I've done legitimately. <laughs> bro, you gotta post it. At least send yeah. it to me, bro, because I want to see it, bro. I swear. <laughs> Bro, yeah, well, it's cool to hear that too, man. Because honestly, like, part of the reason that dude, I post is because yeah, you're in your own head, you know. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to fucking have you on, bro. Because you're always working behind the cameras. You're always behind. People don't know who's like, like, oh, fucking Manny's podcast looks fucking dope. Yeah, it does. Manny's the head of it, but the reason it looks so fucking dope is because my man Irvin's behind the cameras making it happen, bro. That's fucking why I wanted to have you on so people can Perro. realize what <laughs> the fuck it, is bro. going on, bro. For real, dude. How, what made you get into it, bro? What, like, what what sparked your mind to be like, you know what? I'm gonna pick up this camera. I'm a fucking, I mean, you don't know if you're going to like it or not, but, like, I want to ask you, like, what what made you, you know, kind of get the ball rolling with this? Yeah, man, so to be honest, and this is uh, for all the real ones out there that that, that know this, uh, my, my first and true, like, love, I guess, in this life is, like, dancing. I'm a big dancer, so I've always, ah, used, yeah, I used to do hip-hop choreography. I used to do all that stuff, right? Ah, chinga. So, yeah, and I did not know yeah, that, man. Yeah. So before doing all that, there's this little dance craze that went around at the time. You guys probably know it as like jerking, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, my mom, first of all, this all starts because my mom is, has always had her own business, right? So part of that, she's always had a computer, and with that came a camera, right? Because she needed to take pictures of her events, this and that. That camera had video settings. Uh, me being basically at the time when you had a PC, like there wasn't that many people who either had a computer or had a computer that can edit stuff right right so i was only one of the only guys that had it and i had a camera so my friends and i we started doing drinking videos and stuff and obviously i'd be the one to edit him and everything too and it really just started with like playing around with that like getting a a, a clip and turning it into like four si things boy, and putting si a boy, bunch si. of colors and, and all the, stuff. the best effects like I got yeah the best literally anything that quick, windows quick, live quick black and white okay. yeah for me it was like uh windows live movie maker that's where so i started that's why i started doing my fucking pdx fishing youtube videos yeah bro. <laughs> windows <laughs> live movie maker i throw on a bunch of effects on there and i was like oh shit this is this is sick like i i enjoy this process of it but it was just dancing videos and this was like around middle school time Hey, um, I was like, I was crew. Every jerker fucking uh, crew, We had SFK, yeah. Let's so, go! Salud for todos de SFK, bro. SFK, so yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, and it stood for So Fly Crew. Ah, la verga. Uh, crew with the K, Crew with the K, bro. I was yeah, about to ask you. you. Crew with C or Crew with the K? Had to. The real ones, though, like, yeah, you, you, there were so many names, and the S was like a money sign. See, I love them. Uh, it had I to be that bro. way. Bro, let's go. Uh, Shout out to my homie Raul, <laughs> too. You don't remember, you probably know who 5SK is, and entonces no. 5SK, they were like a big jerker group, like kind of up here. We know, we knew like the the, the ones that were like everybody was like, oh shit, it was RSK for us. RSK, RSK, Flyboys. Well, como se llamaban? The, the... Uh, there were so many, bro. It was it was. There was for, so like many, as bro. much as like people make fun. Of, it was cool to see like people get together and like do see, that they? dancing because it, it also were like, I know like obviously breakdancing and b boys even in my school and everything were around, but it was cool to see like this whole craze going. And I think that kind of got replaced nowadays with. People who play music, right? It really has, bro. That shit took legitimately. Off too. Yeah, that shit took. It's it's cool to see that there's this many kids, legitimately kids now, like playing. Legitimately, and they're good. They're like, really good. good. Well, because they pick up the the guitar and everything too at like eleven, twelve. So like the the age that they're learning all this shit, yeah. anyway. So by the just... time they're 16, 17, they got fucking five years of experience, bro. Five Sick. years of experience is five years of experience, regardless of like. If you're again 17, 27, whatever like, the see, case may five be, years you know, is five years wherever you put it. <laughs> yeah, bro. So it's it's cool to see that too. But yeah, back in the in the day, it was the jerking thing, and then that turned into in middle school. Like I said, uh, I was also doing like the morning announcements. So I was doing green screen editing uh, for my middle school. I was oh, doing shit. like we had to record the day's announcements a day before. Uh huh. Like okay. Like in the afternoon. So the 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 announcements for tomorrow we're gonna record. Yeah, we're gonna record them today. Got gotcha. you. Edit them basically like not overnight, but within the, le- the next couple hours, mm-hmm. and then have it ready to go and and launch it by that morning. So I was doing that in seventh and eighth grade. My buddy Michael, uh, shout out Michael. Shout out Michael. <laughs> he lives out in Utah now. I just got married. Shout, shout out to him and his new, and his new wife. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, that's how it all really started. And then from there, got into high school, got into communications, would make videos here and there. Just got really after learning the software. Windows Live Movie Maker. Windows Live Movie, the free one that comes yeah. from everybody. I transitioned computer. over in high school to iMovie. And then in iMovie, we had to just make basic stuff for the school. And really, that was about, like, the end of it for me. Like, after senior year, you know, I did a video. I was in video every single year 
still making dancing videos and everything. There's still dancing videos of me up on my Facebook and stuff too. Um, but I'll find them, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just like uh, again, like choreography and stuff is what we used to do. And then after, outside of that, my friends and I started doing skits. Um, what so kind, we what kind of like comedy skits? Yeah, like comedy skits, bro, but like inst- instructional right comedy skits for the school. So it would be something like how to check out a book. Uh-huh. from the library but we would make it funny like make it and like, make hey, it like yeah got this curious george so, book mike I like, so that's why <laughs> like it was like uh that was like my directing i guess like debut because i would have to come up with the idea and then See. get my friends to Wait, no to say the lines or like whoever my crew was within my class or whatever to say the lines and like obviously edit it make it funny and everything too but i thought after high school that was gonna be it and uh, when I got to college, I, w- I got into this program that let me get out to college two weeks early. It's part oh, of like shit. a summer bridge program. And uh, I was like, okay, well, yeah, videos are done, you know, whatever, time to focus in on school. And um, once I got into that, that program, there was, it was funny, but the same thing happened. They were like, hey, we want you guys every like three people, four people. We want you guys to make a skit or a a video on how to do certain things in college. So we actually got how to get uh, basketball tickets at Oregon State and how to use your student ID to get those. Oh, got you. And everybody else, like, you know, they made their videos, like, how to, you know, how to, again, how to check out a book at the library, how to get uh, a computer rented out, this and that, a bunch of different other things. And then when our video, our video was, for some reason, like, the last one to get presented, and everybody was, like, dying, laughing, cracking up, like, the thing, and, like, they all thought it was, like, a super great video, and so that... That was like a little spark that let me know, like, oh, maybe I, I, I can do this at some maybe point. Maybe there's again, something here with this. Yeah, in college. And then that was it. I mean, uh, I was in college. I found out that my girlfriend was pregnant. She, 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 oh! Had to come back. And, uh, you know, <laughs> life got real. And I really thought that was it for me in video. But when I was in, in college at Chemeketa in Salem, I, um, <laughs> I got my grant money to go to school. And rather than like you know buying materials and ching i already had everything See. so i was like fuck it, i'm gonna buy a camera i no, bought a panasonic you bought it with your yeah, money, bro? yeah i bought a panasonic <laughs> g7 and that's where i really started to get like super technical and and started like like dialing like dialing and down, trying to work in, in business figure out this whole thing and that was my son is seven so that was eight years ago nice um and Panasonic, I've heard good things about those cameras too. I actually have a couple of YouTubers that I used to watch. I don't really watch them that much anymore, but they do their videos like because they put their like all their products or whatever in the bio. You know what I'm saying in the descriptions, and they had Panasonic videos, but cameras. But bro, I am uh, I'm a little bit upset at myself looking back, thinking about that camera. I did what I'm telling you and everybody else not to do. I upgraded the camera for the sake of upgrading the camera. Gotcha. Right. That week when I bought, I think I actually bought a Sony A6300 mm-hmm. at the time as my upgrade. When I did that, that week that I did that, I finally figured out how to use the Panasonic. So, like, I finally figured it out. Have you it, gotten rid of it? Or did you no, just No, no, no. I just, one? like, I would watch the YouTube videos. I'd have the camera in front of me. I just didn't, like, do anything. Like, I didn't actually, like, practice or anything, like... I would change not the picture profile necessarily, but profile? like <laughs> not the picture profile. Like I wouldn't shoot in raw or anything. I would just shoot with like the filters that the that the camera had. The ND filters and no, shit. No, no, no. Like oh, the in the, the in in house in house filters, right? Oh shit, okay. Thinking that that was like the picture, and then once Sepia. yeah, <laughs> once I got like the the Sony camera, and it, maybe it's because the Sony's like easy to use or whatever. But I finally figured out how to shoot raw and everything, and I was like, damn, could have probably like. Got more out of this one. Got without. more out of this one. Figured it out, but it ended up all working out. It just sucked at the time because it was like as you upgrade things, you realize how expensive shit is. So yes, sir. Here, um, here I am. Three yeah, here we are today. And <laughs> uh, so when people ask me like how long I've been making videos for, I've been making videos now for literally more than half my life. I'm 27 now. Started making videos when I was 12. Let's go. Yeah. Bro. So Let's 15, go. like legitimately, like 15 years of making videos. 15 years of experience. Like how you yeah, said, that's yeah. 15 years of wherever you put it, bro. That's yeah. fucking 15 years of experience. Longer than, yeah, like more than half my life legitimately. So now yeah. it's crazy to just be like, this is a whole career and a whole Now that's what I'm, you do. Yeah. So I guess another question that I have for you, because that's, since it's, that, eso te dedicas, right? That's your, that's your job yeah. right now is to make um, content and to make videos and to make, uh, 
and videos. Do you do you is you still doing the real estate thing? Is that is that what it is that you're doing still? Because I remember that's what you used to do. No. So like, do I work in real estate? Mm -hmm. No. So uh, I was as I was going through my like my kind of like trial phase, which was like 20, 22. Uh, I was doing home loans. I was doing mortgages. Oh, okay. I was helping people with mortgages. Yeah, I was that's a loan how officer. you knew. Uh, fuck. You were doing. You were doing. Adele's. Yes, you were doing stuff. Damn, I, I won a jersey through him too, through a contest. Yeah, Adele. Adele, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's funny. I remember that, bro. I, Hell yeah. Yeah, you like, won hey, a Portland jersey. I won a fucking, I still have it, bro. That's my only <laughs> official Portland jersey. Hell yeah, other, bro. Other I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that vividly. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, I used to do home loans and that's how I kind of met everybody. And I kind of, I came into a point in my, in my career, quote unquote career, well, I just had to figure I was young enough to like if I I was like, OK, I'm going to go one year into this video thing, go all in full force. And if it all fails, boss of the wall, see how it yeah, goes. If it all fails, like I have my license, like this is good money. I know how to do this. Like see. math and numbers have always been and come pretty easy to me. And there's always going to be a need for bilingual uh, lenders, you know. So I was see. like, oh, yeah, whatever. I can do it again. Here we are seven years later and we're still doing this. And now when it comes to like. I, I kind of mix the best of both worlds because uh, what I do in, uh, with the video stuff is I run like an entire marketing agency. Yes, sir. Um, but I have an avenue specific towards real estate because of my prior experience. I know the industry literally like inside and out. So it allows me to help these agents and lenders mm. create content specific for their, uh, you know, audience or their specific client or whatever See. i know how to reach this audience both from an emotional standpoint and how to put it together with the oh, videos so too which is why we, i mean like all my agents are are successful luckily because of that too because of just that those two years in it and not much has changed since then so Some i just more. learned how to put it all together bro that's fucking insane so you're it's like fuck no mom so it's like the, the agents they're kind of in in your what the fuck is the word i'm talking about like the, the thing that you created you just said the word right now and i can't Niche? Not your niche, but like the thing, the, your bubble place that you created. Like you help out all of these fucking agents, and they're all successful because of the fucking what you were doing the mortgage. Mortgages, yeah, mortgage lender, that's yeah. Fucking, no, my Home mortgages. I'm all over the fucking place right now because that's I. I'm an idiot when it comes to that fucking shit, bro. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, think so, bro. I think it's a, what I learned during that time as a lender is that lender. This, yeah, this is basic information uh -huh. that. We don't know, right? We we weren't taught this, like. But we being we speak English, we're here. We've gone to. This, we don't know this, right? You think our parents know this, and to its full extent, and are able to teach this to us? Like no. So, the reason that I got into lending was because my mom bought a home during that time, and I got into it, and I was like, damn, like this is crazy how little she knew about the home buying process, and what made me upset was she could have bought a home years ago if she knew what the actual steps were to buy a home. Everybody still thinks that they have all these misconceptions on what it takes to buy a home. I feel like I have those misconceptions. <laughs> including right now. like credit score, uh, down payment. And I'm going to sound like a fucking realtor and all that stuff. No, 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 this, no, no. Please. Just, I, <laughs> I need this information. This is just like Don't in, stop. In, in my head. But again, like having all this information, like in my head, I was like, okay, how could I capitalize this? Because there's still very much a need and a void within the Latino community specifically yes, to. Sir, there is. To. Uh, First you know, time home buyer uh, programs and shit like that. Bro. Yeah, there's like so again, much, like there's so, so much, much stuff shit. that 100% financing that people don't know. Again, like people still think that you need to have a perfect credit credit score. All you need, fuck man, I I do this for a living, Dude, so it's like all this stuff like is, please is in my don't head. stop. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like credit score. Like you you all you need is a 580 credit score, which again, like for most people, I'm not, I'm to each their own and how they handle their finances, but a 580 credit score for most people is pretty obtainable, you know, and mm -hmm. and people don't realize that that's all you need to get the process started it may not be the best interest rate and all that stuff too but right if you wanted to buy a home and you just needed the bare bones minimum requirements as long See, as you have a 580 you, you got a could, shot you couldn't make it happen potentially yeah and then same thing with the down payment like if i asked you right now how much down payment do you need to buy a home how much would you think 20 percent. yeah say that's a common misconception with everybody how what if i told you that oh you literally like if you qualified for the best type of loan you'd probably need like a three percent three and a half percent of the purchase price of the home so if a home, you know, let's just say that a home is worth three hundred thousand, like three percent of that, three percent of a hundred thousand, three thousand, six thousand, nine thousand dollars to buy a three hundred thousand dollar home. Uh, and again, because it's 
planned out for 30 years, which again, you $9,000 is still $9,000. It's a lot of money, but but when you compare 9,000 to 20%, 000? yes, 20,000 for each hundred K. So 20, 20% of 20, 40, 60, 60K compared to 9K. That's yeah. And again, more like, so people realistic. are realistic. Yeah. God damn, bro. I am fucking struggling over here to think of words that I'm trying to fucking say. Yeah. So people also like, they, where am I going to get that money? Well, fuck. If you've been working, we're 27, right? Well, I'm 27 right now. And uh, so that means that I would have been, quote unquote, if I had a job when I was 18, 19, 20, I would have had at least six or seven years of 401k. You can pull from your 401k to purchase we'll a home. See. A lot of people don't think, a lot of people think that money's for retirement. No, you can, you can use it as an exemption to buy a home for that. Another part too, as long as you have like a 620 credit score and above, you have a chance to qualify for 100% financing. And there's so many programs right now that have 100% financing, but people don't know about this, about this, especially not within our community because it's not something that it's it's talked about, right? So within that, that creates obviously opportunity for me and for our agents to be able to, uh, or for my agents to be able to use that to our advantage and See. know how to, uh, you know, market to those specific people because everybody wants to buy a home. Right. A lot of people think that they can't buy a home, and then when you make it this, when you break it down for them, yeah, but it's they, like, wait, yeah, that's it. wait, for real? Like, that's, no, there's got to be something else. That's like, how the fuck I am right now. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> mind blown, right? Talking about me right now. And then, I'm gonna buy a house <laughs> for Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then yeah, I mean, I I think that a lot of people think twenty percent too because uh, obviously like past notions and. At one point, I'm sure that was the case, but that's that's not the case anymore. Why, but is that, I know why does everybody think twenty? Because I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only one who said twenty. That's like oh, a I common... think it, yeah. Like I think I think it's because when our like our parents, if you're if you're looking after parents that bought fifteen twenty years ago and they're still living in that house, which that's pretty good chance Ooh. that those are high. And these right. are all statistics and numbers that right. once you're in the industry, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> like you really see this, and that's part of the reason too why things don't happen. Because, dude, if you have a house for twenty years, you should have three houses because you have equity available to you to use to buy another home rent it out right now you have two homes that are both still gaining equity pull from there buy another one another and you one. just repeat 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 it's, so like i always tell people like this is a, this is monopoly in real life right mm -hmm. this is the games the game's there the rules are there it's just you know how to play the game or do you not know how to play the game bro um and because we know the industry from both sides of it like i know from internally like the questions that people have on the lending side I'm able to help the realtors come up with the answers right. to the questions that people already have, which is why they're able to it's, have the success. Which is why your fucking agency and all your agents are so successful as the way they are, because you're looking at it from both the question asker and the question answerer. Yeah, I'm perspectives. the consumer and the, also the the product bro, vendor. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking insane. So here's a here's a question that I have for you too. We fucking went deep into this fucking real estate yeah. thing, bro. But I, have a, <laughs> I, I fucking do, hate. I do I this do, all the time. No, I have a question for you. Okay, I owe. I'm, I'm paying two vehicles right now. That also, if I'm trying to apply for a mortgage, they look at that obviously. Yeah. Right. So we're like, we're more than halfway done with both of our cars. Okay. But we still owe. It's less than twenty k on each car. But okay. Should I wait until after we pay the cars to apply for a mortgage? That's a good question. So a lot of people, I always say, like, meet with the lender first because the what a lot of people don't know is. Uh, most banks and lending corporations look at your minimum uh, payment requirements for everything. Obviously, for a car, your payment is your payment. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you have a four hundred dollar payment, they're going to take into account four hundred dollar payment. That's that's actually roughly what it is for each car. By the so, way. with that in mind, like the way that it works in in the mortgage industry is you have to obviously make more money than what you spend. Right. And that is known as debt to income ratio. Debt to income ratio. I yeah. know that word. That that part, <laughs> like they, that's how they screw everybody over. In yeah, sense. that's but where that's where my fucking brakes kind of hit when there, I when we talk about this. Yeah, there's rules. There's rules around it though. Like for example, I don't know, is it you and your lady on the car? It's mo it, me. She's a co-signer on her car, but they're both in my name. Okay, so either way, like for example, let's just say that you and your dad had a car, mm -hmm. right? But your dad's making the payments. Right. As long as he's been making the payments for two years. And We've you been can, and, over and, two years, both cars. But is the thing is that it's you and your and your and your wife. So there's like basically like no way around that one. Uh -huh. But if it was you and a family member or a friend or whoever, as long as you can prove that the other person has been making the payments for 24 months, you can get that payment excluded uh, completely off of your credit application. Really? Yeah. But but that's not the case in my in my. Yeah, it's not. That's not like if you're yeah. married. 
Yeah. Her debts are your debts. Your debts. What are if her I divorce debt. her? <laughs> <laughs> what are my options now? <laughs> so, so uh, not, not to get too technical on that, but divorce really like complicates things when it comes to the mortgage part because yeah. it's like, yeah, whose debt is this? And you guys got to figure all that out, writing and stuff. But I'll drown no, with it. But then the house is no. Nah, but baby. for a my lot of house. people, a lot of people too, like. Say you 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 owe uh, five thousand dollars on a credit card. If your payment is fifty dollars, that's all they care about. Really? That's all they look at. Really? Because I mean, I get that because that's the bank's point of view, right? Right. If I owe five thousand dollars in the bank and the and my minimum payment is fifty dollars, I'm gonna pay more than fifty dollars because I want to chip at that. Yeah, I but get it down on record. All you all you got to make they just see the fifty. Yeah. Okay. For lenders and stuff, so that's important for people to know too because. Uh yeah, like I said, like some people, if they do have a high credit card payment or whatever, like Simon. don't or if they even if they make more of a payment on their credit card, say that your monthly payment's a hundred bucks, but you pay two hundred. They see it as they see it as you, you only got to pay one hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay, that's okay. how it, that's how it works on that end too. But yeah, three percent, zero percent. I've seen people buy literally with no money whatsoever because then they'll. Oh, and another thing that people need to know is. You you have your down payment that you have to take care of. And then there's also another thing called closing costs. Closing costs and fucking inspector fees, bro. Like, there's all this stuff there that is associated with buying a home, but it's still still not 20%. And it's still very doable. And if you have a good agent uh-huh. who can negotiate on your behalf, then you can literally potentially come to the signing table and not have sent a single dollar other than your earnest money to... What's that? Earnest money is like... uh if I if you're selling a home and I'm buying it, once we sign the contract, there has to be like a deposit, basically something like I a good faith, yeah, so. like a good faith, and that that money actually doesn't go towards you directly. You put it in a title company. A title company is like See, a third. That's where I get so lost in the weeds. It's like it's <laughs> a like, title company is like a like a like an independent. They don't work for the realtor. They don't work for uh for the, for the lender they don't work for the seller they're just in, they're they're just a company that makes the transaction happen okay so they just they take your money they'll take this money and they're the ones that Same ensure money. that everything okay, is okay. happening it's like the pot was like yeah and, right yeah there. and then so you you'll go leave your earnest money with the title company so let's just say their earnest money is a thousand bucks well you have the earnest money and then if you had to come up with ten thousand for your down payment you only have to come up with nine because you've already give a thousand towards money. the earnest money okay that gets applied towards the end. But yeah, you can, I mean, a lot of people too, like you don't realize how fast things can move. You can be in a new home. You can be in a home in 30 days, if, if not less. Don't do that to me. Right <laughs> I got you. After the podcast, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, okay. You talk to Adele too. Adele, hey. if you're watching, I <laughs> Here's a question. Can people apply for a mortgage and get denied and then reapply again yeah. down the road and like hope for the best next time? You should. Uh, you shouldn't be hoping for the best. If you have a good lender, you, sh- you should have an action plan on what to do to actually get you to qualify too. So, because so say you apply and it and it doesn't go through. They they come up with a plan. Look, this is what you need. Yeah, literally, like they should. A good lender will do that for you, and then they can get even to the point. Like, say that you need a, a six twenty credit score or whatever, um, and you have a a, a six hundred. Mm-hmm. They have a system. Well, at least I had a system where I could see if you pay off this amount of debt on this credit card or move money around this way. Uh, for your debt specifically, then I can help you raise those points instantly from six to like six forty, six sixty. Yeah, like that's an action plan. As it gives people like, okay, now I know. Rather than paying off a thousand dollars worth of credit card, I only need to pay off three hundred. Right. To. To, to, to up my credit score the and then qualify okay. for the next debt. Dude, yeah. that is fucking insane. And yeah. We've never. I'm gonna be honest. You get taught that. Because who's yeah. gonna tell me this? You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna in school? They're like, no, nah, man. E equals MC squared. That's all I need to know. Like, no, yeah. I need to know how to buy a house. I need to know about taxes. I need to know about how to fucking become a successful American. But no, E equals MC squared, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, and not only. I mean, again, like it, it sucks because even if you're trying to learn it at home, again, like it's hard and it's hard too because reading it, like you're just like. I didn't. I didn't understand it until I went through it. You know, like I, until like my parents had to go through it, and then obviously like me being in the street and everything too. Like it, it helped me understand it from a holistic standpoint. But it still blows my mind how. Uh, I want to apply just for the fuck of it right now, like, just, to see, <laughs> just to see where we stand. I honestly don't don't. Th- th- then again, that's what you're talking about. This is the doubt, right? The doubt. Like I don't. I a don't lot of people. It. I literally like, today. I, I can show you the topics that I shot with the real estate agent. Like today, I literally be like, don't do this what don't eliminate yourself don't disqualify yourself 
uh, without actually going through the process because right. you'd be surprised. Uh, again, uh, you you think you're 10 steps away when you in reality you may be like, oh, I just got to pay off this. Right. You don't know. I it, mean, there's it, other requirements and stuff that go into it, but... Bottom line is you don't know until you know, right? So yeah, you, you won't know go until you go and, see... And your situation and mine are not the same. Like, even if you and me work together, we had the same job, we had the same title and everything, like... Right. Everybody's Everybody different. is literally different. Right. So, I always tell people, like, find yourself a great realtor or a great lender, preferably a realtor, that has great connections and can help you out. One more thing that I will tell... Absolutely everybody. This is super important for you to know and don't let any lender or realtor bullshit you. Mm-hmm. On the on the lending side, when you apply for a home loan, you have 30 days of grace period to run that credit as many fucking times as you want and it only counts as one credit. As, as one run. You should do that only because you should compare rates, loan programs, uh-huh. and your options when it comes to signing a 30-year fucking six figure plus right contract well, make sure you give yourself options the best, the shop, best shop for the shop best. for the best rate see i didn't fucking know that shit either a lot of people don't and as a lender who was in the industry i'm not gonna tell you that because why would i want you to right shop me or do something else right why would you i'm i'm trying to i'm you telling you what to keep it 100 literally like this is what what white people do this is what they have access and because they know what to do so they have access to right they know to compare their options to us like and this like, happens in the latino community a lot too like whatever recommendation you get like oh that's where you're going <laughs> no matter what as long as you told me that like i'm gonna trust in in, in uh, you for telling me, me that. you right now yeah. bro. Just like, <laughs> sure, bro. That is but, but yeah i mean like i do that that's just one aspect of what i do but again this is because i was in that industry and i found like a little niche and now i'm able to do this locally i'm starting to expand now throughout the rest of the state and hopefully throughout the country because i think that this again like my cultural background uh me being me having lived in mexico and like still going there and routinely seeing how marketing is is played and combining it all with how it is here like i'm able to really dive in and and have this like a map roadmap on what exactly to do to be successful especially if you're a bilingual latino agent in the area dude it's like an untapped marketplace, like that you're trying to fucking get into. Not untapped, but all Latinos could, you, and Mex- Mexicans are, are the are the largest uh, population in the U.S. buying homes right now. See, so it's only going to continue to grow. Fuck yeah! Hopefully, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm trying to make that shit grow. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, part of me still wishes that I was in the lending side and still did a couple of things because I could definitely help a lot of the community out. But it's a lot of stress, man. There's a lot of stuff that you got to navigate. It's, it's, yeah, I, don't, I can only imagine, honestly. Yeah. Dude, I have I have a buddy who he lives in uh, he lives in Eugene, but he worked in Roseburg as a uh, kind of like what you but on the video aspect stuff. He he has his client is a realtor, and he uh, pretty much showcases his homes through videos through. And my buddy yeah. is the one that films yeah. it for him. So I have a buddy who does that in in Eugene, and literally he he knows his way around a, a camera as well. He's actually another. I met him through YouTube as well. He has Hell a yeah. YouTube channel. Shout out my boy Alec, and th- that's what I so Viva I mean, he lives from, uh, so he's pretty much at his client's mercy, pretty much. Pero le va también that the his client slash the realtor is willing to pay what it is because he knows how much the fucking the value of the house that if if it were to get sold, cuanto vale. So from there he cuts off the yeah. cameraman or I don't know if I don't because that's why I. I was confused because I thought that's what you did too, but you're actually in the fucking, in the world of it as well. You're not just holding the camera like, Simone, this is what it is. Like, no, you're in the fucking world. You know what it is, like the ins and outs of it actually. Yeah, this is how I'm able to come up with the actual topics that are making these real estate agents uh, like get the messages that they need to convert then to leads and leads to clients, clients to closings. That's fucking dope. Dope, dope, dope shit. just I, I didn't and honestly i didn't know that a lot and just from 20 minutes ago to right now you fucking blew my mind though. i'm gonna have to have a serious conversation with my lady <laughs> yeah man and at any, any point that i can help out just let me know but uh oh, that, so modern arts real estate is like a, its own thing and modern I had, arts real estate that's yeah, your good that's your thing yeah i had to kind of niche it out because again i've been in this industry now for six years specifically in the real estate part of it mm-hmm. and uh, i have again i have a blueprint i have it all mapped out i know exactly what to do now to make 
I think any bilingual agent successful. But I just never, I, I because I run and administer the pages for uh, so many like agents and stuff. I never took the time to do it on my own. I know it sounds stupid to no, a lot of people dude, that you're like, legit. you're like, fuck. How do you not post your own work? And believe me, like when you do this for a living and you, you all you do is literally post. like on our, you're on social all day. By the time it's like you time to do your own stuff you're like uh, uh fuck burnt. yeah <laughs> so yeah you're all burnt out and stuff too but i've been i've been getting a little bit better at it um you know check out the page about our real estate for all the stuff that we do we're going to be Put releasing we're going to be releasing uh more stuff that we've done in the past um you know things that have gotten us to this point but now like again that's going to be hopefully the go-to space for all latino realtors in the area and hopefully around the country and Dude, fuck yes, and it will be. Hell yeah! Don't, don't say hopefully; it's going yeah. to be. Goddamn, you know make it happen. Saying? Yeah, fuck we're starting yeah. to grow, man. So this last couple of months, we're starting to grow, grow the team out a little bit. So it's gonna help us expand. That's Excited so, for what's so coming next year. Fucking legit, bro. That is that's actually really 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 cool. So congratulations to you and yeah. and cheers to what's to come because I know it's gonna fucking pop off, bro. That's fuck fucking, yeah, that's appreciate fucking it. So dope for shit. One one question I do have you kind of like steering away from this one a little bit is yeah. I've seen you doing a lot of fucking sports shooting shit too, yeah. bro. Like you be on. Was it like a college football? No, you were on the fucking NFL fucking team too. What was it? I think, bro, it was been a while, obviously, but I saw because I, I follow you and you be posting. Were you on an NFL fucking team shooting shit too? Yeah, so I got a chance to. I've gotten a chance to be at some really cool places. Uh, how how did that all fucking start, bro? Because somebody had to have recognized your work from somewhere and said, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this, or could you come do this for us, or whatever?" How did that happen? Mm, let's see how to. I'm going to try to make it like a medium-sized story so it's not too long. So I did a video. Oh, I can't even remember the year, but I want to say it was like four or five years ago. It was right before COVID. Uh, Woodburn High School went to the championship. And uh, I ah, shot the, I shot I the state that. championship video, right? I did that completely like for free. I wanted to do something. I I think I had just That's gone. talking about getting out on the field and fucking around earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had it. just gone. I think I had just gotten the A7 III at the time. Um so I just I wanted to shoot and I had rented all this gear and everything too and, and I wanted to shoot and I just went out there for the final and uh, found somebody there that, that got me a field pass so I was able to go in there and I was able to create this entire like little mini doc of the event and winning the championship and there were some other bulldogs past bulldogs there that I got a chance to interview and asked them what being a bulldog is all about and I put it all together and um, you know I posted it and it, it did really good locally quote unquote uh-huh. everybody was in love with it but that video. I didn't know if I wanted to do sports or anything because I was already doing music at the time. I was already like literally like traveling and stuff, doing music uh, for some bigger artists and stuff too. Come on. And uh, I just got into it, and then uh, there there came an opportunity uh, right around at the time too, like when in February of two thousand and twenty-one, right after COVID, uh, my dad passed away, oh, and uh, in February of that year i had the opportunity to go down to california um i literally just messaged a bunch of people on instagram and i was like hey give me a shot like this and that like i'll pay my way mm-hmm. there i'll sleep on a couch i'll do anything to just to give me a chance to uh you know film something yeah whether it's behind the scenes or, or something and there's one guy gave me a chance down in california because he was filming uh a bunch of draft prospects going into the nfl all one so i had to make a decision at the time to either go do that or uh go to my dad's funeral literally Fuck, and uh <clears throat> yeah bro so it was it was one of the toughest decisions it was literally like like i got a call at 12 something throughout the day as i was pulling up to my driveway that my dad had passed away and by like 3 p.m., the guy had messaged me back from a day after being like, yeah, bro, come down, but you got to come down like by tomorrow or whatever, like if you want to like, make this happen. We need to hear stat, though. Yeah, like if you want to make this happen because I'm going to hear for the weekend or whatever. And it was down in San Diego. So I was like, fuck. I had to, you know, like I I have half brothers and sisters. I kind of, you know, I talked to them. I kind of went through the whole grieving process, but I had to kind of do it quick. And uh, I made a decision. I just put myself in my dad's shoes. I was like, dude. My dad would be so fucking pissed if he didn't go. If I didn't go, yeah. Over, and I know it. Like again, my dad just I know, passed I away. I know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, my dad would be so upset if 
This it was him. This potential opportunity because of, because of him. So I just like, what would my dad do? What would my dad want me to do? And so I made a decision to go over there, and it was hard and everything too. But that moment changed my life because uh, after there, that same guy, weeks after, months after, was going to come up to Oregon, and uh, he was going to shoot a documentary. So I was like, bro, we talked about this when we were down in San Diego. Like, if you come up here to Oregon, I got you. Like, I got right. all my production gear up here. Like. I'll drive out wherever. You don't got to just bring yourself, your cameras, and, right. and we'll make it happen. Sure enough, he's like, yeah, let me let me connect you to the guy who's putting it all together. Cool. And that's how I met Daver, my boy Daver, mm-hmm. uh, who is the owner of Avalon Sports Group. I on a Zoom call. I told him who I was, what I did, showed him my work. Um, and he's like, yeah, bro, I'll give you like I'll give you a shot. And I was like, cool. Like, who 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 are we working with? Like, who's the athlete or whatever? Like, who's the guy? And he's like Jordan Poyer, and I literally like, like what? I was like, for what the fuck? He's he's from a store? Like he's from here? Because I knew my first ever football game, like live, not high school, was going to see Oregon State versus Nickel State. What the fuck is a Nickel State? It's like a school down in Louisiana, and I remember because Jordan was number fourteen, uh, Marcus Sweet, and there was like a bunch of guys that I remember from that area. It was my first football game. Uh huh. And he had a pick on that game. Like, I remember, like, everything, like, so vividly. He went to Oregon State and everything, too. Bought his career in the Eagles and the Browns because there's not that many Beavers or whatever, like, in there. Right. So I was like, man, this is crazy. So we ended up uh, going out there, shot an entire documentary. <laughs> shot an entire documentary. Um, put it together. The guy who invited me, the film director, ended up getting hurt. He fucking t- – <laughs> he was playing – I think he was playing horse with Jordan. Jesus. And – Horse, pig, something like that, uh-huh. or it's even a, bump. Bump is a little bit more. I, I don't know bump, what the fuck bump, happened. Bump is more. You got to start running. The point horse, is, horse, you know, you can take your shot. Like, I don't understand what happened, but I wasn't there for it because I was, I was setting up. He twisted his ankle, like almost like broke it, but like really twisted, uh-huh. so he couldn't move afterwards. So I had to basically shoot and direct and do everything the entire documentary. And uh, after that, after that situation happened, you know. Fortunately, like, things didn't end too well with me and the guy, so I had to end uh-huh. up... He was supposed to edit the entire thing and everything, too. And so I ended up having to literally, like, do everything. Shoot, direct. Edit. Edit. Produce. Uh, fucking air, produce, release, and everything, too. Like, I ended up having to go to Buffalo and release it in front of all the bills and everything, Buffalo, too. Buffalo, New York, or Buffalo Wild Wings? Buffalo, New York. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to go to Buffalo tonight, but Buffalo, <laughs> New York? Bro, God damn. No, yeah, I've been... And, and you know, that... That moment right there is really what started everything, though. Like, it sucked at the time because of how everything went down and right. and everything that was happening. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me to this point in my career because at the now same I'm time, living, right? Like, at, yeah, like, when, like in the, as it happened, like fuck this fucking sucks. But at the same time, looking about it, it's like that could have been the best. That, the yeah, best and that like happened. now, like again, we're here. It's crazy to think about, but that was like three years ago now already. So this this was my third year doing the Jordan Porter camp, and like. Now I've gotten a chance to travel around the country, like doing, living like my entire dream. I'm a big NFL guy. I always say this: fuck the Raiders. For those of you guys don't know, um, <laughs> I'm a big NFL guy. Dude, so like, like literally, like not now being in the industry and like working with some of the athletes. I do, I do and, like, following you on Twitter, you just be like <laughs> fuck the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, it's surreal, bro. Like it's it's surreal. Like and, and now it's not even just like the football players, but the people that you meet through the football players, like their friends or their family and the yeah. relationships that you develop with them and seeing like there it, it's, it's been awesome, bro. And like the relationship I have now with my boy Daver, like when at the time I didn't know, but it was like Avalon was, was just getting started uh-huh. and to see where we're at now working with some of the top athletes, not just in the country, but in the world, we are working with like world cup winners, people who have gone, won the premier league. I'm meeting them. I get a chance to like, like play around with them, take shots with them, stuff like that. Oh, you know, what? like it is crazy to think that it all started and came from that moment. That decision. What I thought, made. yeah. What I thought was the, and it was at the time. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. Not even at the time, life. still, bro. Like that's that's yeah. That, I'm, look, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know if I'd be able to do it just because I. That's a tough decision. It was it was super rough, bro, and I missed out. On, unfortunately, like I missed out. Obviously, I missed out on a lot because there was like tributes and stuff that they were doing for my dad. My dad mm-hmm. was like a, a like a pretty big guy in like the railroad industry down in. Uh, shout out to all the ferrocarrileros down there, but 
uh yeah the railroad industry down there so they did like a whole tribute with trains and stuff too and like i i, I told you before we started the podcast like i'm in, my mom's super catholic and stuff so i'm oh yeah i'm the guy that goes to Please do all the you. all I'm the church stuff i know all the stuff in spanish and everything too by memory by heart so like me not being there for my own dad it was yeah it was it was tough but um you know i'd like to think that through that all he's smiling at. especially like bro when i debuted that that documentary that i'm talking about when i debuted that i got so we flew out to buffalo the entire buffalo bills team is there first of all i'm a patriots fan so that fucking it sucked <laughs> it's actually it was like with the enemy but thank you for being here but fuck <laughs> just seeing like the entire team show up the coaches uh That's like crazy, there bro. and like this is my first like big work they got a theater they rented an entire like no, like seneca wallace or, or i don't know seneca some hall and it was like uh it it looked something like it's an experience that i'll never ever ever forget like it felt the closest thing i'll ever get to like no that's not true so don't yeah it was the closest thing i've had so up far in my life point, up until this point of like a red carpet experience. it was an entire red carpet experience movie debut type of thing and uh it was the first time that Jordan and his parents had seen that too. Oh, so it was so like they a had nobody. For them it was too. a premiere for them, so they oh, had no shit. idea what to expect and everything. So it was like the weight of the world. I remember just remember like when the final like credits and stuff came up. I just started fucking bawling oh, and crying, yeah, just man. like that's a fucking that's a moment. Right taking there, it dude. all in and then also just being like, I can't believe this right now. Like uh-huh. the a kid from Woodburn who picked up a camera for drinking videos now is debuting a video. In front of an entire NFL team, uh, with for one of their players talking about some very serious, real shit because he was talking about his sobriety and stuff with mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol or his battle with alcoholism and stuff throughout. So we had a, a genuine like conversation that turned into an entire documentary. Right. The whole point was not to shoot a documentary, it was to shoot content that turned into a documentary. Gotcha. And uh, everything else just kind of follows suit after that, man. And so again, now to see where we're at, the team expanding. Um, still very much invo- involved with all the athletes and projects it's it's cool to have taken that leap of faith and and have it pay off this way definitely dude that's yeah. fucking awesome bro honestly is there a, is there a place that we could watch the video is it on youtube or yeah absolutely yeah you guys could go watch the kid from astoria that's you my kid from astoria the, the kid I'm from a, astoria I'm jordan poyer i'm gonna leave it down stuff. there in the fucking in the link of the description below bro so you guys can go and check out the fucking the documentary and the fucking fucking badass work that my homie Irvin does bro because that is fucking awesome, bro. That's yeah. like, it's like, and this is, and thinking about it like this too, it's fucking awesome, right? But it's also just the beginning. I was like, that keep yeah. on there, you know what I'm saying? How many fucking, you just fucking knock down one door, but all the doors that are left are fucking knocked down, bro. So that's fucking, I think that's fucking awesome, bro. And it's obviously well deserved because, I mean, how I've told you from the fucking get go, you're like one of the fucking people I look up to most when it comes to fucking all this videography and cinematography even though that's a word i made up <laughs> so the documentary the documentary does have cinematography you see god damn it man <laughs> fuck you man <laughs> cinematography is a word you piece of shit yeah cinematography <laughs> is like a it's like a it's a word it's an action it's a verb and it's a it's a thing yeah that's the <laughs> clip bro that's what i'm putting on to fucking tiktok right there. i don't care about, i don't give a fuck about anything bro Fucking where it's a, it, that's an hour right there. We fucking yeah. that's a, yeah. I was I wrote down all these other things, bro. Like we don't even need to touch on that shit because I want to fucking end it on a high note. I'm gonna fucking wrap it up and run around here. Did profiles leave? Yeah, he had a dip out, huh? Yeah. yeah, I figured so. Are all the cameras still rolling? Just because they're on doesn't mean they're recording. This is like the worst nightmare of any video. So me and Manny recorded an episode, just me and him. Mm-hmm. My, uh, we were literally right before we started the episode. We we're like, "All right, why? Something's gonna go wrong because I'm not behind the camera." I'm so worried right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I when I checked it, <laughs> turn it off and on, and yeah. then hit the record button again, please. I already pressed record. Yeah. We, so what ended up happening was literally like uh, the the camera died right as I like turned turned around to as like, soon as you left it so i was like dude it didn't save and then i checked it didn't save somehow i don't know i ended up pulling the memory card and it was there thankfully no but way yeah it ended up somehow i've bought but, i've bought mirrors bro to place on the wall strategically so that i can see even though that's 
I should buy monitors, right? Like the fucking flip up fucking monitors so I can see if it's recording or not. But I'm fucking broke as fuck, bro. I brought fucking mirrors and I'm gonna fucking. This, this is a whole setup, bro. People don't realize, like, this is broke as fuck, bro. You've invested into this podcast. It's, it's an investment, it like, and poco, like, little little by little, I'm gonna start doing more shit. It's expensive, bro. I'm gonna get bullshit. rid of the tripods, too. I was telling Gary just now that I'm gonna have these uh, wall, wall mounted boom arms so I can put the cameras on them and then. Bring them out. It's gonna get. It's gonna clear the whole space. Anyways, bro, that's another. Yeah. I get you, bro. Believe it. <laughs> you know, it's people, so funny, bro. bro. I'm like, I don't want to bore you with that shit, but there's like <laughs> the one person I could talk to about this. Yeah, shit. literally. <laughs> there's not too many of us, bro. Like again, like that's why I share as much information or like anybody who ever wants to learn about cameras and stuff, they can message me, please. I'm I'm there to help and everything too. And again, not to be a dick or anything. Chances are, again, one out of every ten do something with it. So one out of every ten, yeah. So it's it's up to you, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Hablando de eso, if the people do want to follow you and hit you up uh, into this camera, where can they follow you? Where? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Modern Urban. If you guys want to follow any other production companies, usually under Modern Arts Production, Modern Arts Real Estate. Um, each kind of has its own thing, but yeah, we try to post on, on those. And then uh, YouTube, Urban Sanchez Cruz, I have stuff from years ago when i did my podcast we got jerking videos we can check out the fucking the crew right here. I don't, you might be able to find those i'm sure i'm sure you probably can i'm gonna do some digging bro yeah, all i'm saying you can I'm definitely g- find my dancing video on facebook but uh <laughs> yeah outside of that i mean just instagram is probably the best place to find my work mm-hmm. um if i in the post i'm gonna do my best to, to post more Dude, on there send but, it to me at least bro <laughs> i gotta see that shit. yeah i guess like for me again i'm gonna do my best for because a lot of the times you you're, you're just scared to, or like any artist musician anybody who goes through any sort of creative process you're scared to put your own work out there uh because of fear of whatever you know yes. so for me Very just getting true. over that because i mean it's great to hear that other people are out there that enjoy the content too Dude. so presente <laughs> you know what i'm saying appreciate it man for sure. Thank you. Bro, this has been the Go Deeper Podcast. You guys can follow us on all uh, podcast streaming platforms. You can, If you want to see our ugly faces, you can watch it on YouTube as well. Uh, shout out to Garrett for stepping in. I do appreciate you very much, my man. That's my cousin Garrett. And Profiles de la Rifas también, brother. <laughs> Hasta la próxima. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, salaven el culo, por favor. <laughs> Thank you, man. That shit was dope. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Hey, no mames, bro.